the following takes place between 3 minutes to 8 and 10 past 9. Box scatters. Box scatters. Box scatters. Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 120. I'm too tired to think of anything to say in this bit. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. Hey, how's it going? Hey. And <laughs> to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Now I'm a bit confused this week. There's been lots of kerfuffle about the court case. And yet, still, I turned the TV on on Tuesday night and there it was. Shawshank Redemption. Monster House. Oh, Monster House. Ah, yes, we will be talking about Monster House later on in the show. What kind of a world do we live in where quality drama like Underworld, Underbelly gets yanked from our airwaves, but Monster House still makes it onto the air? Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, because crimes against taste aren't actually how, uh, heard before courts. <laughs> they should be. <laughs> <laughs> we will be talking about Monster House later on in the show. We uh, undoubtedly will also talk about Underbelly. Oh, at, at really? Did, yes. Did anything happen during the week? No, nothing. No much? Did nothing. anybody see it? No. Uh, they no. didn't show it here. No. I, I, Not in Melbourne. I, I seem to remember wasn't we, had on my some, TV. we had some predictions about that too, so it'll be interesting to see what the predictions came up we've, with again uh, this week. We've got an I Don't Buy It. Uh, we're going to talk about Cashmere Mafia versus Lipstick Jungle. Yes, it's mm. a great mashup. That's a, that's a fight it's that I really want to see. It's got a really nice beat that you can dance to. <laughs> we've got a crap TV. We're going to finish it off with pork. But as always, let's kick things off with the Box Cutters News. So, Underbelly aired last Wednesday night in all states except for Victoria, unless people in Victoria lived very close to the border of South mm. Australia or New South Wales, mm. in which case or, they could they could see it. Or, or they had a satellite dish. They had a satellite dish. Oh. Or they downloaded it. Or they went to a particular pub in Port Melbourne. Who had a satellite dish. Mm. Who, uh, there is a, a pub in Port Melbourne that, uh, that... The Rising Sun. That got the... Uh, got, uh, Satellite image from Western Australia. Apparently, they were trying to get it from Alice Springs first, and that fell through. And by the time they actually put it on, there was only a handful of people in the pub watching anyway, supposedly under a dozen, mm. which kind of begs the question why you'd bother doing it. But, you know, good luck to them. Yes. I'm, uh, I'm sure those 10 people enjoyed it. Now, I just want to say, can you believe uh, Judge Betty King's comments Particu- Which ones? Well, particularly the the kind of the uh, offhand scoffing of uh, ugh, the criminal justice system is far more important than your client's profit margin. Yes. Really? Yes. Of no. course. No. I, I completely. It's, she's she's doing she's doing her job. She's well, she's doing her job. The that's her, up for debate. Her her job is to make sure that people get a fair trial. Yes. Uh, so, so why aren't people going to get a fair trial? Uh, because 
because jurors aren't smart enough not to uh, pay any attention to what's out in the uh, general community and uh, they're not smart enough to take instructions from the judge clearly is what she's inferring so all people are idiots. Yeah. I mean, I agree with her. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with her, but I don't think it's how long have we been doing this be show? That. But that's but that's that's her job. She she is there to know what people will and will not take into account when trying a case, and uh, and one of those things is if something is out there on television where people are mm-hmm. more likely. To, to get a skewed view yep. uh, of what's happening, mm-hmm. then, uh, then yeah, they shouldn't be able to. So she's it. essentially saying nobody can think for themselves. I, a judge uh, who am above everybody and smarter than everyone, I can think for myself, but none of the potential jury members can. Uh, can't. I think it, it's you can't assume. You can't assume that what they get from the series is not going to prejudice them against the defendant. But, but there's stories in newspapers and stuff before people get charged anyway that, that potential jurors are always going to be reading. And just because once they get charged, you're not allowed to mention the name connected to the act, it doesn't mean that people haven't actually got those prejudices before they're going into court anyway. But it minimises them and uh, and a lot of the, well, I mean, basically the, the whole reason that people don't get their names published in the paper once they have uh, been charged and they're, they're uh, in trial uh, is for that very same reason. There are laws uh, about this. Now, that being said, I think it's it's terrible for Channel 9. I think it's a, it, it, it is a crying shame. And, and But also, it doesn't... I, know, I, I accept your point that that's her job, but it doesn't take into... It doesn't say that the amount of money Channel 9 has spent... It, it, it's like she's essentially saying that's just not a factor. And clearly, yeah, and clearly, that should be some sort of factor. Really? Yeah. Really? That, that yeah, should I mean, be, clearly, I'm coming that from, the, be, from the side of TV here. That should be that should be a factor on whether or not an innocent man goes to jail. I don't. I don't think it will be prejudicial against him. I am just but saying. Then, but you're no, not no, no, a no, Supreme no. Court judge. Well, perhaps I should be. <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm just suggesting. That I wish you, you had, I wish you had gone like like Vinnie Pastore. You don't know that. You don't know that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm just saying that I just think that uh, I, th- I think the amount of money Channel 9 has spent should be a factor and I think it should be taken into consideration. And I think the, the way she is doing it is just completely schoolyard rules. She's, she's, like a, she's like a teacher that you had in grade two or something and says, oh, if, if, hmm. if, if you naughty boys keep that up, the whole class is going to suffer. Why, do, why should the whole class have to suffer? Well, the, the whole class doesn't have to suffer. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. The whole class is Victoria. The right. whole class has to suffer over the case that somebody may or may not have some kind of bias reaction upon seeing this television case. And it's, it's, and it's when kind the of like case it's comes up, that everybody is going to be watching Underbelly, and so there's not going to be any pool of potential jurors that haven't seen the that's goddamn right. show. And why can't you say, "Have you seen Underbelly?" Exactly. When the jury is selected. Exactly. That's just not how it works. Yes, it is. Why, why can't you say that? No, it's, Prosecution it's, and defence have the opportunity to challenge jurors. And one of the questions, one yes, of the very simple they, questions for the selection of the jury have, for that case they have the be, opportunity. any part of the Underbelly series? They have series. the opportunity to challenge a certain number of jurors. A certain number of jurors. It could be specifically for the case. 
if yep. it's if I it's think they should a have a rule for the case. So so now you're just saying we should have laws especially for underbelly. Yes. The show wasn't that good that there should be legislation about it. It was good. I I Look, my main point is that I don't think that that the fact that all this money that Channel 9 spent and the $4 million in advertising just in Melbourne alone, which is the figure that uh, our good friend Harold Mitchell was reporting they, they, they were accruing for that night, they wouldn't, have got that, they wouldn't have got that sort of advertising money for the Shawshank Redemption, undoubtedly. Oh, no. And I'm saying all of these things should be some sort of factor in her decision. I think uh, those sorts of things should be a factor in a compensation claim that Channel 9 makes against the state government. Are they making a compensation claim against the state government? I don't think there is any avenue whatsoever to make a compensation claim against the state government. But you think there is an avenue to to make special laws for underbelly? Well, I think there's an avenue for the population of Victoria to be adult enough to be able to watch a TV series and answer truthfully... If if they're selected for the jury for it, and to take instruction from a judge to ignore stuff that they've that they've seen before the trial and not it, in the courtroom, you can't have it both ways, though, Brett. You can't say. What am I trying to have both ways? Well, you can't say that people are smart enough to do this, but then in other areas they're not smart enough to do that. I, I didn't say it's, that at all. Yeah, but Ross and I say it all the time. The, <laughs> but I'm well, not well, saying I don't, it, I don't so, say that no, people are smart all that often. No, no, you say that people aren't. They're not smart enough. To think for themselves. Yeah, but that doesn't fit into with my argument. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Sorry, Fred, keep going. If if jurors can't take instruction from a from a, a magistrate or a judge in in a court trial, then perhaps there's something wrong with the system, and and that well, should there, actually be rectified. Well, there there is something wrong with the system, but that's not going to get rectified in a half hour court session. Uh, on a a Tuesday morning. It's just not. And I'm sure that it doesn't actually require legislation for underbelly specifically. The the judge uh, presiding over whatever trial it is would be able to to make their rules for their own court when it comes to the selection of the jury. Are you saying that from what you think you know is actually possibly the truth? I think we've just had a preview order, of this. Order, this is my court, blah, blah. You know. I, I think we've just had a preview of this week's quiz question. That, that being said, last week I, I was wrong. Uh, I, I thought that uh, the judge would be able to, to say no one in Australia can see it, but uh, I subsequently found out that uh, that no, uh, the, the Supreme Court of Victoria only has jurisdiction over Victoria. The federal court who would have the sort of jurisdiction that could ban it uh, nationwide doesn't have any jurisdiction in criminal criminal cases, so uh, there's there's no overlapping there. Uh, it it is it is unfair for the viewers of Victoria. It it really is unfair for the viewers of Victoria. But but you don't think the, the all the money Channel Nine spent should be a factor at all in a judge's I decision? No, I think I think whether or not a jury could be prejudiced mm-hmm. should be the only factor. Okay. That's that's what I think. It, it, it's a bit like the argument of think about the children, really. Really? Yeah. How? Yeah, that, that's how it. That's how it's feeling to me. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to argue this point with you anymore, Brett. <laughs> in in other uh, in other underbelly news, uh, torrents have been coming under a lot of heat uh, mm. within 20 minutes of the show finishing. In New South Wales, mm-hmm. there were torrents up on uh, many, many torrent sites. A yep. lot of them 
private torrent sites which you have to be a member of in order mm. to, uh, to to be able to download the torrents. Uh, torrents, for those people who don't know, are files you can use to easily share uh, things like music and movies. Now, without wanting to, to step on what's next in your news item, is Channel 9, Channel 9 apparently have... They know the ISP of the person who first uploaded it, so yes. they think they're on the case with that. Yes. Now, all the talk has been about uploading. There's been very little talk about downloading it. Well, uh, I mean, I know downloading is illegal. From a copyright perspective. Yes. But but all the talk has been, you know, all the talk on the news, you know, has been, uh, has been just about people uploading the show, not about people downloading And there's the nothing show. in contempt laws about people watching the show. If, even if they're in within the jurisdiction, they can be fined sixty thousand five hundred dollars for, for downloading it. and watching it. No, they can't. No, and and there's been a lot of misreporting on the Nine MSN news site over the last week. Stuff like ten thousand uh, registered users on the two site, two Australian torrent sites have been uh, deregistered, and that the torrent sites uh, went down over the week. That. No, no other news services picked that up, and Channel they did, Nine. They did go down, though. They did. They did go down. The sites did go down, but they won't host. They, they won't. They weren't hosting a tracker of the torrents anyway. But the sites went down. Possibly. When I reported on but, the uh, when I reported the on the 10, blog, those two sites had gone down. Registered. That's because I went to both those sites, and neither of them were coming up. Brett, I, I also don't think uh, certain members of this panel are really entitled to be criticising uh, other news organisations for misinformation. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ch- 9MSN has come out with a lot of hyperbole over this case over the last week. A lot of hyperbole, like just outright mystery. It, it is interesting, just speaking of, uh, just speaking of the torrent side of it, I think, uh, I think that probably did open, open it up to a lot more viewers. I was reading some comments on Easy TV. Some of their uh, some of their comments from from the uh, underbelly torrent, and there was a couple of people from other countries who probably would never have heard of underbelly, and it would never have been uploaded if it hadn't been banned in Victoria. Who were yes. saying, "Oh, okay, well, I've never heard of this show, but I'll give it a go." Which, which, if if it had just come out, I, d- I doubt it would have gone up on Easy TV. Which is, in the long run, going to make it a lot easier for Channel Nine to sell this uh, yeah. overseas because word of mouth will spread. People mm. say it's a really good show, and mm. uh, wait a minute, you're saying that torrenting is actually good for content producers? I've always said that torrenting was good for content producers. Oh, it's right? funny you should say that. I've actually uh, got a bit of research here. This comes from, uh, I think it comes from. Torrent Monster, maybe, which is a uh, which is a which is a torrent reporting site, uh, and this uh, this says the exact same thing. This, uh, talks about how uh, how torrents are actually good for uh, for people for getting people to watch your program. Uh, apparently, fifty percent of all people using BitTorrent at any given point are doing so to download TV series. And over a billion TV shows gets downloaded every year. And uh, some episodes of popular TV shows such as Lost and Prison Break get up to 10 million downloads per episode spread over hundreds, uh, hundreds of sites. Uh, one particular episode of Heroes last year was downloaded 2.5 million times on Mininova alone. I heard, uh, I heard that the figures for Lost, for this most recent season of Lost mm-hmm. are unprecedented on uh, on torrent sites. Mm-hmm. There are tens of thousands 
almost hundreds of thousands of people at any one time uh, seeding and leaching. Okay. Wow. Uh, the popularity of TV torrents hasn't gone unnoticed. In fact, there are reports of TV studios that allegedly use BitTorrents as a marketing tool by leaking unaired pilots intentionally. And uh, while the music industry and the movie industry continues to fight the war on piracy, most TV studios lay low. Uh, and ABC has come out and said that uh, the president of Disney, ABC, has come out, and Sweeney, and said that uh, she was inspired to put... Desperate Housewives onto iTunes after watching a uh, a pirated copy of the show from the internet. This is something that we've been saying for the last two years. Yeah, that uh, that torrents really do improve it for for everyone. I mean, the uh, there are always going to be thought leaders in any community and uh, in the TV community. That's that's very similar and. Uh, these are people who download shows, see them before the networks buy them here or, st- or start airing them here, uh, build the word about them, and uh, and it's pretty much free publicity. Hmm. It's interesting that over the week, Channel 9 has uh, said that they're going to prosecute with all possible power anyone uh, uploading torrents. Well, for Channel 9... That's a, a different story because Channel Nine are going to show Underbelly in yep. Victoria, and once they start, every you know every person who downloads from Victoria and watches it is a is a, is a viewer that they're missing. Yes, so that I think is is fair enough. But, Maybe but I mean we've we've spoken about the the particularly small sample size of uh, Oztam results, and I wonder how many people with people meters in their homes are actually downloading the torrents anyway. We've also talked about how uh, it really only takes one person because it's such a small it's a couple hundred thousand yeah because mm, it's such yeah. a, a, a small sample only one person could be a couple of hundred thousand viewers so yeah it uh it, it would make a huge difference to it'd to, be really interesting to have a have a conversation with the people with people meters in their houses and find out how much downloading they are doing if any at all well if anybody knows uh, anyone who's got a people meter in does wilbur wild have one <laughs> no <laughs> Why do you ask? Oh, just because you're outside his window all the time. Uh, if anyone uh, knows anyone with a, a people meter in their house, if uh, you could email us, hooray at boxcutters.net, we'd uh, love to find out about that. And if anybody knows anybody who works for Oztam, who wants to speak to us anonymously, we can mask your voice, we can do whatever uh, whatever it takes. But we, we can get someone to look after the chickens. But we need information. <laughs> <laughs> we need information. Hooray at boxcutters.net. That, that guy uh, from that TV show, Hey Dad. Dad. He had, he, oh. No, Dad. He had a people meter for no, a no, while. No, no, uh, that was a book that he had to fill in. Yeah, but it was a scam anyway. Yeah. They were just trying to rip him off. I was just trying to work out when they weren't home, so the TV shows that they weren't watching. Oh, actually, on the show, Hey Dad. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, of course. Speaking of uh, downloading materials, the Rudd government is considering a three strikes policy, which emulates uh, something that's been announced in the UK um, against uh, pirates. Sounds very similar to a monster, but not quite. The setup in the UK is uh, basically turning the internet service providers into internet police to monitor uh, exactly what their subscribers are downloading and um, inform the government as to whether there's any uh, illegal contents there. Wrong. Under the three strikes policy, 
uh, r- wrong that they're going to be cops, or yeah, it's wrong that it's, they should be cops. No, it's 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 wrong. It's both wrong that they should be cops and wrong that they're going to be cops. Yes, it's the same thing. Uh, but they could you, be you forced to do it. It's wrong. It's wrong that that that, that should happen. It's, it's wrong, wrong that they should. Yes, it's yeah, wrong definitely. that ISPs should actually be spying on what they're. But uh, it may turn out that they will be forced to do it. But it's wrong that that yeah. should happen. Yeah. It's, it's morally wrong. Though it may be correct, he's saying that. <laughs> anyway. We, whenever this, you usually say wrong, we just assume you're saying what Brett's saying is wrong. Oh, no, no, no. But in you this, were saying wrong and you were case, agreeing with him. In this which, case, I'm which, agreeing with Brett and saying, uh, and saying that, uh, that the situation is, wrong. Is, is, uh, is, is morally wrong. The new legislation uh, will be a three strikes policy. A warning would first be issued to offenders. The second strike would lead to them being uh, suspended from their internet access, and the third would cancel they, their they internet take, access. They take your boat off you. The, your boat? Yeah, pirate. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, it uh, would yeah, require the ISPs to police it. Um, so, so if they took your ISP off you, could you then just go to somebody else? Interesting question. Not addressed in this article. Uh, Not addressed in what, the what uh, discussion. You, what if you use Brett's special fancy? Uh no, because you actually need to connect to an ISP before you can get into my special fancy. What if the guy who uploaded Underbelly, or girl uh, who uploaded Underbelly, had used your special fancy? Would Nine be onto them? Um, no, they well, wouldn't. We're not talking would... about Nine. No, no, but... No, 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 but... Just take the example as given, Brett. <laughs> it depends on... My special fancy is specifically about uh, web browsing. Uh, you would actually need a special fancy that was uh, your entire internet connection going through through an anonymous proxy. Ah, okay. Which is w- possible. Would it be like in the movies where they're saying, 10 seconds till we get him and they've got the map of the world and the red lines going from <laughs> country to country? No. Oh. No, that's not reality. Um, <laughs> industry uh, music... No, but, but, but changing laws instantly <laughs> is fresh. <laughs> music industry... Uh, People uh, estimate that one billion songs are traded illegally, illegally oh, by Australians last year. Um, I, Wait, was that to Brett or was that to the company? That was to, that was to the music industry. Right, so sorry, far, sorry, so far I, I agree with any editorialising Brett's, Brett's head. Really? Yeah. Was there editorialising in that? I didn't realise Not that. so much, no. <laughs> I, I, but I, it's, I can get, get it in his tone. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, do find it annoying that uh, these industry bodies... Spruik these figures without actually necessarily having to give hard evidence as to uh, how they're coming up with them. Yeah. Speaking of annoying, Mark Burnett is uh, going to produce a new show for the oh. US. Oh, I never would have guessed. Based on a Japanese show where uh, aspiring entrepreneurs will attempt to convince some bankrollers... To bankroll their entrepreneurial idea, Dragon's Den. It is Dragon's Den, right? Is it Dragon's Den? It, it is Dragon's Den. No, it's called Dragon's it's Den. It's called Dragon's Den. <laughs> really? Yes. Wow. Okay. So, did they buy the idea off off Channel Seven? Apparently, it's a Japanese idea. Oh, okay. Apparently, it's a it's a Japanese format. Uh, Sony Pictures has the rights. Burnett's going to produce it, uh, and Andrew O'Keefe's going to host. No. No, that's, they've got some guy with a sword 
who stands there and shouts. <laughs> that would be much start. better. So this is Dragon Dan Agalor. So I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how Mark Burnett makes Dragon's Den interesting where Channel 7 made it quite boring. Mm. Even though it's a great concept, really good idea, uh, the show just ended up being quite boring. Yeah. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see how Burnett does it. Uh, this uh, goes on top of uh, the two shows we mentioned last week. Uh, uh, my dad's week better than your dad, which is starting, I think, next week in the States. And the other one, uh, the other one I forgot. Uh, the other one, Blisters. Amnesia. Kid <laughs> Amnesia, fight. that's right. Amnesia. Did you say tit fight? Kid <laughs> fight. <laughs> it's like bum fights, but uh, it's with kids. They still get them licked up. <laughs> I liked uh, Josh's one better. I thought that had more problems. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, watermarks, the ABC has come under a lot of flack this week, despite changing the size and the colour of their two new watermarks after a torrent of complaints. They, uh, I didn't download that torrent. <laughs> they, they've changed it to make it a bit more see-through. They've changed the position of them. They've changed the size of them. And yet still thousands and thousands of people continue to complain about them on the ABC oh. website. Watermarks well, shouldn't have a colour. No, about ABC viewers is that they love to complain. Well, I, I just love the fact that they're all saying, oh, the old watermark was so good. <laughs> when, when the old watermark came in, everybody was up in arms. Yes. A watermark. Uh, the, way, the way to get around it is uh, watch ABC on uh, high definition. No watermark at all for some reason. Really? Mm. Mm. Not quite sure why maybe that is. You're, maybe you're speaking too soon. Uh, <laughs> while, while we're on watermarks. Yep. Uh, the CW have been doing what, what you were talking about with uh, with NBC as well. Well, NBC's got worse, but yeah. Because uh, I, I watch Supernatural, and yes. uh, Supernatural comes uh, comes from the CW, apparently. It's also on Channel 10, but I can't wait a week and a half. Well, it's because they're uh, out, out in the country quite a bit, and there's a lot of country-western music. It's in not it. the country-western channel. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and they have uh, a very large watermark anyway. And now on top of that, they're telling me that the uh, new Pussycat Dolls show is starting on February 18th. And it's giant. Yeah. It's yeah. terrible. And it yeah. just sits there permanently. No, yeah. Well, we complained uh, a couple of weeks ago. We complained about the uh, NBC watermark and how prominent it was. Uh, and thanks to uh, Mike Beckham, you can go and check out the 100 episode 118 on the blog he's actually uh he's actually put a screen cap of how big the nbc watermark is uh well it's just got worse during the last episode of the apprentice they actually put a countdown clock <gasps> no in the watermark what was it counting down to lipstick ca- jungle <laughs> oh, right <laughs> lipstick jungle is on in 59 minutes 58 minutes i mean uh, lunacy, lunacy. In uh, in in very quick news, uh, Lost is going to have five more episodes in this season, making a total of thirteen. Mm-hmm. They will have an extra three episodes in uh, the next season, so in, oh, in okay. season five. Excellent. But they are going to uh, tell their stories a little bit faster in uh, in the last three episodes of this season to get the season finale to a point where it should have been anyway. Fantastic! That'll be very exciting. I did uh, find how long it. Uh, Sorry, how long a break are they having in between... Uh, oh, it'll come back next February. No, no, no. How long are they having a break in between the the six more that they've got, or no, oh, the five more that, that they've I got to screen that were... and the additional five? I think they're having some time off, I think like six weeks, but 
don't quote me on that. I'm not entirely sure. I was amused at uh, its self-referential. Uh, what tell us the secret about the black smoke about the monster uh, with Ben and Locke. And that's your news story. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking also, of speaking of TV shows, uh, Friday Night Lights is uh, apparently rumoured to be finishing with a two-hour movie to tie up all the loose ends ah. that they had because they uh, they finished the second season uh, after only 15 of 22 proposed episodes. Uh, as we mentioned last week, it might not go on beyond that, it's although not. apparently other networks are looking at it. Oh, that's good. Mm. This Is Your Life is returning to uh, the Nine Network. This Is Your Life, fantastic. The Red Book. Who's, who's going to be carrying the Red Book? Uh, Mike Munro, I believe, uh, once again. Yes, Mike Munro from the uh, Channel Nine Sydney studios. One of the uh, people, subjects, rumoured is uh, Leighton Hewitt. That I, I thought probably. that you actually had to have a life before you could be on This Is Your Life. That, you know, it's, Brett, it's like, oh. That's a do, spoiler. Do you recognise this? <laughs> do you, <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to spoil this in your life and be damned. Do you recognise this voice, Leighton? Uh, yes, it's your coach. Oh, wow. I haven't seen you since last Friday, mate. How are you? Channel <laughs> 7 have announced that they are going to uh, finally be uh, rebroadcasting their digital signal through Foxtel. That will happen in uh, major capital cities in the coming weeks, apparently, uh, which also means that Foxtel viewers get the uh, digital, the EPG, from Channel 7. And, oh, do they also get 7 HD? Uh, if they have the Foxtel HD box, they probably will. Oh, fantastic. You won't, want to miss <laughs> you won't want to miss a minute of 7 HD. There's some fantastic stuff on there. I can't wait. <laughs> and that is the Box Cutters News. Are you one of those that follows the ads? Follows, 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 follows the ads. Is, no, 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 no. Is into their I can talk as much as I want. Got the sly look. Sly look. Sly look. Hello, no, 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 no. this is Ricardo Montalban. Get me a jury and show me how you can say hinge your line. I'll go down on you. Couple of ads this week. <laughs> We've got a leak in the studio. Uh, couple of ads this week coming to us uh, from the cricket. Uh, really? Ads during the cricket, Ross? Ads during the cricket. You've never picked on ads during the cricket. No, I haven't. And these two are quite, uh, these two are quite disturbing. Uh, the first one is for Castrol Magnatech, which uh, uh, Australian wicketkeeper uh, Adam Gilchrist is kind of their uh, logo for. He, he seems Ma- mascot? Be, yeah, mascot logo. Yeah, probably mascot. He seems to be featuring in a lot of their in a lot of their ads, uh, and has Castrol written on the back of his bat. Spokesmodel, I think, is the spokesmodel. Is that the correct term? Uh, and for those of you who don't know, Castrol Magnatech is intelligent oil. Uh, so when Gilly's driving away from wherever he's driving from, and the uh, bottle of oil falls out the back of the car, it manages to find its way home, Ferris Bueller style, by you know cutting through people's backyards and whatever. Does it have hang legs on, hang on. and arms? It's, no. It's intelligent, but it's also animated. Yes. That's, that oil will destroy us all. <laughs> <laughs> well, it gets worse. It goes past a couple of guys and they're in, a, uh, they're in a, like a kiddie pool and they're drinking beers and they see this oil bottle rush past and one of them sort of looks at the beer as if, oh, I must be hallucinating. I better cut back on the beer. Then the beer goes past two sexy women in bikinis and the beer skids to a stop comes back has no, a no, bit no, of the a, oil sorry the oil skids right. to a stop comes back has a bit of a perv at the two women and then flies off to Gilly's place <laughs> 
That's Ferris Bueller's. Yeah, but why why is a, a thing of oil sexually interested in two human females? How is this? I'm more interested. How is it moving? It oh, doesn't it's kind have, of flying, right? Yeah. Well, it's been anthropomorphized, so it's it's giving human characteristics to an inanimate object. So that's what intelligence and, and is: human thing leering at females. You're a, if you watch the cricket, yes, <laughs> right. So it's been tailored, tailor market for cricket, yep. cricket people. The other ad that I've been uh, finding a, a little disturbing is uh, Wheatbix. Wheatbix has got the world's weirdest promotion on at the moment. Uh, as in, if you take a photo of your face and send it to you, yes, they will send you the, the cricket player you most resemble, <laughs> which is uh, which is fantastic because, I, well, I don't really understand why you can't just use your eyes. <laughs> Surely you can look in the mirror and look at a picture of a cricketer and go, I'd look like none of them. Yeah, I look at Brett and I think WC Grace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not familiar enough with WC Grace to, to know if that's a... I would have said Viv Richards, but there you go. Well, which, I mean, neither of us look like tennis, like cricket players. Maybe we should, <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Maybe we we should, should do it. <laughs> of course, if I went in, you'd say I'd look like... Pat Rafter. Pat Rafter. Yeah. But that's he doesn't play cricket. He doesn't play cricket. Uh, but, the, but the ads for it's very weird as well. There's uh, two young teens or two teens at a bus stop and uh, the girl is just sitting there and the guy comes up and she says, you kind of look a bit like Shane Watson. And the boy says, really? I think I look like Brett Lee. And she says, ooh, let's find out. And she emails, takes a photo, and she emails it into this, like this mission control, it's like in the old realis- space movies. Realistic scenario, Ross. <laughs> but yeah, they've got this mission control. So, you know, the, his picture comes up on this giant screen, and there's hundreds of people feverishly trying to work out who he is while this computer program, you know, sorts through all these different faces. Uh, then the bus comes. She's about to get on the bus. He doesn't get on the bus for some reason, even though he's waiting at the bus stop. The answer comes through. She gets on the bus. She looks at her phone and she goes, oh, you'll never guess who you look like. And that's the end of the ad. <laughs> I think, uh, well, I mean, they've, they've, there's a limited number of cricketers that it could be in any case. And they've narrowed it down to two. So I think he probably would guess it fairly quickly anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, don't, I don't buy either T- of them. Turns out it was Dennis Lilly. <laughs> Hi, Rob Brealey, executive producer of Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? You're listening to Box Cutters, and I'm here with three of the most handsome men I think I've ever met in my entire life. Cashmere Mafia versus Lipstick Jungle. Mm. Two old friends go head to head. Candace Bushnell in one corner, Darren Starr in the other. The two came together to produce one of the most successful women's orientated half hour dramedies. Of all time, Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. Candace Bushnell wrote a book mm-hmm. called Lipstick Jungle. Mm-hmm. She wanted to make it into a television show. Yes, and at some stage they were still working together, weren't they? They, uh, well, no, I don't think he was ever. I don't think he was ever working on it, but right. he knew that she was shopping it around and trying to get it made mm-hmm. for several years. Yes, it didn't get made. He thought, "Hang on, I've got an idea for a show." very similar to Lipstick Jungle. He gets it made. She finds out that her show, Lipstick Jungle, has been picked up by one of the networks. She's getting congratulatory phone calls from all of her friends. 
and not one from Darren Starr. She mm. thinks this is a bit curious, calls him up, and uh, and she says, oh, I've got great news. Uh, just thinking maybe he hadn't heard. And he has to say, oh, well, actually, Candace Bushnell. Did he Did he actually say that, though? Or I, The way I heard it, he was just a bit kind of coy and just said, oh, congratulations. And it wasn't until later that she found out. Oh, no, the way I heard it is he said, oh, I got a pilot picked up, too. Either way. So, so, so which of the way, shows is all this drama Much, much <laughs> better story. <laughs> much better story than Either show. Sorry, Brett. What, do you, what was your question? You just answered it. All oh, right, right. Cash me a mouth. Now, in fairness, they're quite different. The two shows. Yes. One's about four power women working in New York, trying to balance career and men and love and life. The, and the other, other one's about three, three power women <laughs> in New York trying to balance men and life and career. That's uh, that's that's pretty much it. It's uh, the Cashmere Mafia starts off. You you introduced to uh, to all four main characters, mm-hmm. and uh, and everything seems to be going very well for them. They're they're the leaders of their fields in uh, in, in business, mm-hmm. and and the four women are uh, Miranda Otto, yes. Australia's own Miranda Otto, who was in Lord of the Rings and. Lots of other things. And uh, start a wife. Son of a uh, famous Australian daughter. actor. She, she'd be a daughter. She would be. Son of famous Australian actor. Barry, <laughs> Barry Otto. Otto. <laughs> uh, and there's also... Uh, Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu, who was in uh, Charlie's Angels and The Practice. Yes. It's uh, another Australian. Frances O'Connor. Frances O'Connor. Who got a big break in... Kill. And in Love and Other Catastrophes. She yep. got a big break in this country. And uh, some other woman. Bonnie Somerville. Yeah, her. <laughs> Who sang Total Eclipse of the Heart. Right. And, <laughs> and uh, also Peter Herman and Julian Ovenden. Okay. Uh, right. and, a bit of, uh, bit of token male action there. If you say so. And, and so they, they start off, uh, their, uh, their lives are going very well. And, uh, and then throughout the first episode, which I have to admit is all I sat through. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, Three. Three, Josh. You know, to, to be brutally honest... I didn't even sit through all of this one. <laughs> I kind of, I walked in and out of the room. See, see, you probably missed out on the full effect of Miranda Otto's weird drag queen, whatever the hell she was doing. Did, did, have you have you seen three episodes of it? Yes, but I found it eminently forgettable. She she's got this Remind weird me. kind of deep masculine voice on the whole way through. She kind of speaks like this the whole way through for for no particular reason. Yeah, I didn't get the full effect of that. Yeah, I, were, I were you watching it in fast forward? No, <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. But it's it, it, to me, it was it was pretty much un- unwatchable. Everything that Sex in the City had, uh, Cashmere Mafia di- did not. The 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 humour, the the good qualities of the uh, of, of the cast members. The we're forgetting a major point too. One of the characters is a lesbian, right? Well, well, she's not sure. She thinks she, she might thinks be. She might be. Lesbian. She's, and they go to a nightclub and listen to techno music because <laughs> that's what these lesbians do before the kiss. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Uh, this is the morals are really screwed up in this too. The 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 drag queen Miranda Otto character. <laughs> she finds out her husband's cheating on her. And she's about to get some award, so she's you know he, he's sitting beside her trying to you know support her, and and she basically says, "Look around; these are all our friends here. I'm going to take one of them as my lover, and I'm going to do things to him that's going to make your toes curl, and you'll never know who it was." <laughs> and it's like, well, what is she? What as kind a, of morals a, is as this a show drag queen? To- is she Vincent Price? <laughs> 
she's she's very similar. You should. You've got to watch the end of that first episode. Oh, so that's the Darren Star one, and I have to say, it looks like a Darren Star production. It, it just it just has that look about it, mm. which already makes it so much better than Lipstick Jungle, <laughs> and it's zippy too. It's yes, it's zippy and it's peppy and it's you know fabulous, which you know is code for terrible. <laughs> Lipstick Jungle. You've got Brooke Shields, uh, a girl who looks like Meg Tilly twenty years ago. And Audrey Rains. Right. Yes. From and Aud- 24. And Audrey Rains with a terrible nose job. Oh, she had a nose job. Terrible. I didn't, didn't even notice. Te- I couldn't do anything but look at that. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and they're, again, high-powered women. They, they, they got relationships. There, there are problems happening there. Uh, Audrey Rains, uh, she uh, actually starts to have an affair. Ooh, mm. tails are turned. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Some guy writes... His number on her leg. Yes. And she doesn't wash it off for a couple of days. She doesn't wash it off for a couple of days because her husband hasn't noticed. <laughs> uh, Brooke, you know what? I can remember nothing about Brooke Shields' character. She, she was a film executive. Oh, Don't you remember how, yes, how, how yes. she tricked Leonardo DiCaprio oh, with, her, right. with her cleverness? <laughs> this show, Lipstick Jungle, Le- Leonardo is so, DiCaprio is not in it. He's not in it. <laughs> the show is so twee. Mm. It's it, it really is like it was written in 1989 and uh, and brought to now, which maybe I don't know when Candace Bushnell wrote uh, Lipstick Jungle, but uh, it seems like it was in 1989. It's it's absolutely terrible. I would watch Cashmere Mafia over Lipstick Jungle. You see, I I, I understand what you're saying, but. I just found there was something about Cashmere Mafia that I just found was just so repellent. Like, I wouldn't enjoy Lipstick Jungle, but I'd be more likely to watch that. I really? didn't. I, I wasn't as repulsed by Lipstick Jungle as I was by Cashmere Mafia. But I mean, they're both, they're both kind of, you know, very sentimental and, you know, about, you know, women supporting each other supposedly. And that's great as long as it's in their little group. Anyone else outside the group, they don't support. And they chop off at the knees. But if they're in their little group, they support each other and they love each other, which means lots of, you know, arms around each other and fashion advice. I, I have to say, ordinarily in a review like this, one of us would say, and I have to admit, we're not the target audience. Mm-hmm. But I think in, in this case, we can actually say that they've completely missed any target audience. because Well, well it's not so, for people who like TV. It's for people who want to buy handbags and like shoes. But even even then, even then they need storyline. They need likable characters. They need uh, something to enjoy in the show. And that's what they had in Sex and the City. Sex and the City was very much for people who, who liked handbags and shoes. Mm. Uh, but... Lots of people could enjoy it. Mm. Lots of people could watch it. Didn't necessarily want to have to live their lifestyle uh, to appreciate the storylines. Neither of these shows have that. Brett? Yes. I'm, just, I'm just waiting for this. I haven't seen Lipstick Jungle. Oh, I was just waiting for this. <coughs> I liked it. That's what you said. I liked it. But I can't wait uh, for some production house to actually come up with the next Sex and the City because it seems that we've just got failed series after failed new show uh, that are trying to be Sex and the City and, and, and really grab onto that same mm. demographic. But it hasn't happened. Well, the there problem. hasn't been anything come out that's been quality. But there's the problem. You can never say, I want to do the next Lost. I want to do the next Twin Peaks. I want to do the next Sopranos. I want to do the next Sex and the City. The, the reason those shows are successful or were successful is because of their originality. Mm. 
uh, if you want to tap into a certain market, you're already starting from a, a much too cynical angle to create a really good TV show. Yep. That's, that's always going to be a problem. You know what else I learned about life from, uh, from these two shows? What? Everybody's always skinny except for assistants. Assistants are fat. Yeah, that's the way, that's the, way the world works. No, yeah, I didn't realise that. Well, we learnt that from Ugly Betty. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Cut! That's the worst coma acting I've ever seen! Is it my imagination or is TV getting worse? Ah, uh, this show ain't no good. That was so terrible, I think you gave me cancer! Oh, look out, Smithers! <laughs> I love this show. Just a very quick uh, crap TV from the network that uh, who's boss leader uh wants to foist advertising on uh, our abc oh 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 sbs oh, oh. Ah, i was gonna guess can i guess anyway <laughs> sure channel nine <laughs> <laughs> no, i haven't heard the ginge abc should have ads 10 no seven no foxtel no nine no um sbs showing ads sbs no um, and this was uh, specifically about uh, last Monday night during Top Gear and South Park that uh, I, I last noticed it. Um, they're having ad breaks, but uh, kind of getting to the end of a two-minute ad break and then going back to the show, regardless of whether the last ad in the ad break is actually finished or not. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> right. So two minutes, cut it out. Um, I think that I saw it during uh, Skins as well, which was later last uh, Monday night. Because uh, that usually happens the other way. It seems to be an ongoing thing. That usually happens the other way. You know, they'll they'll cut a bit of the show out to put the make sure the ads fit. Oh, Channel 10's an old offender on that with The Simpsons. Mm. Mm. Uh, but no, SBS are just uh, chopping out the bits of ad. Can I ask, do you think anyone is honestly saying, oh, how, how, how did that beer ad end? Who who is James Bogue? I'm I'm lost forever. <laughs> no, but it, but like it it's jarring. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it would be. Are they are these new episodes of South Park? Uh, no, still repeats. Still repeats. Yeah, still. Hi, it's Pete Smith. They're not really naughty boys. They're just box cutters going about their business. So, Monster House. Finally, the wait is over. Oh, I missed it. <laughs> you, uh, you missed it? I did. There's, oh, there's a little, when was it on? There's a little countdown clock in the corner counting down to the next episode of Monster House on, a video, on, on a video podcast. There is a video podcast. That it's, it's magic because no matter what time you're, you're listening watching, to this podcast watching or watching the, the video, video podcast, podcast, it has the right amount of time until Monster House. Yeah, seriously. That is yeah. magical. Podcast. Bit of JavaScript magic that you whipped up. Yes. Yeah. That's great. Is that a real thing? Yes. script magic? <laughs> Not the magic part, but the... Anyway, uh, Monster House is uh, essentially... Uh, it's a hidden camera show. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it began with a real bang. It began with Deja Vu, which had... Uh, what's his name? The host? Somebody Curry? Someone Curry. One Steve? of the Currys. No. no. The other one. <laughs> had uh, Curry. Mr. Black Curry. Mr. Black Curry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Introducing it, and the first one was called Deja Vu, and they did this thing that was very clever. He said, Deja Vu is the sensation of having the, that you've experienced this situation sometime before. Deja Vu is the experience that you've seen, had this situation sometime before. And, and I actually got Deja Vu with that because I thought, how many times in my life am I going to have to hear <laughs> that crappy shit joke? 
and, and that really set the scene for for the whole show. And it I, did. And that, I, that first one was a deja vu one. The yes. the granny was organising a party, a surprise party. She had a party planner. Every time she mentioned the word entree, somebody from the family would interrupt. Yes. And after there was about four or five different interruptions, and after they'd all interrupted once... They'd repeat. They started repeating, and the same thing started happening. Now, the girl clearly knew there was something going on, and she wasn't buying it. And then at the end of it, they kind of they, they say, oh, something about, oh, look to the TV, we got you. And she just had this look like, well, you didn't get me. It's, it's just pathetic. And I knew what was, I knew there was something going on the whole time. And this is this is what I love about Monster House. This is my favourite thing about Monster House is that uh, clearly they've they've shot all of these things long time ago, like months ago, before any of the advertising started, mm-hmm. uh, so that uh, the people who the jokes were being played on would not know. Yes, uh, and and they say, "Well, look at the TV. You're on Monster House," and the look on on the the people's faces is. Pretty much, I'm on what in a house? <laughs> what's a what's a house? What? Who are you people? And that's and this is this. Is, there there are two things two things about Monster House. One one is that, and the other is how bad for poor Rebel Wilson that she has been cast in a show where. The primary objective is that nobody can recognise you. <laughs> she's not. Re- she's not very recognisable anyway. I mean, she was in Ghost Rider for God's sake. Rebel Wilson was in Ghost yeah. Rider. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I did not know. Yeah. She, she, she's. I, I didn't. I didn't see she's, it. She's very recognisable. She is. She is. I saw a short film with her once several years ago, and uh, and then every single time I've seen her in in ads or anything since, I've gone, oh, there's a girl from the shop. Like, just. just Instantly she, recognized. She was in Thank God God She's in the wedge. She was in. And she was God in Thank God You're Here. Here. <laughs> like, just terrible for her. But you this, see, this is the point. This is why this all ties up back with Underbelly. This is why they should be able to show in Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> the, but but the show is so terrible. I mean, the, the Monster House. The whole idea is that people are supposed to be surprised, but people are really just. Mildly annoyed, yeah. <laughs> and the skits. I mean, the deja vu skit was thankfully quite short comparatively. The the next one they did with the guy with the money, and you know the that went dad over, who that went was, over two breaks. It, it just went forever, and I'm sure it went for longer than two breaks if you were in the monster house. And the uh, oh, sorry, we've got to take that take again. Can you uh, <laughs> just say what you said before, and we'll we'll, we'll do it again. And the uh, halfway through this show. Half an hour into this show, I went. Oh well, at least it's almost over. And I went, oh my god, it's it goes for an hour. That's it. It should it should be a half hour show at the best. Why why are they sitting, Brendan Curry? Why are yeah. they sitting on the couch talking to Brendan Curry, having like little skits on the couch in between? Because they've got forty four minutes to fill up. But that's exactly right. Just make it a half hour show. I mean, it wouldn't be good, but it would be over quicker. They don't get as many drama points for it. Yeah, that's true. How that's are they going to do a second season of Monster House? They spent all this time inventing the characters of the webs. <laughs> yeah, but if, if people aren't recognising Rebel Wilson as is, maybe maybe they won't recognise it. Just, it, it is 100% terrible. I reckon... I would be, rather watch Lipstick Junkie. I, I would rather watch 
a, a house with an actual monster in it. <gasps> yeah. Come into Monster House. <laughs> <laughs> and then they run out screaming. <laughs> they run out screaming. I could watch that for an hour. <laughs> you could get, in an hour, you could get like 40, 50 people through. <laughs> <laughs> you would not need Brendan Curry hosting it. No. Who, 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 I, who I have to say, is either has a very hard job to do or is very bad at what he's doing. <laughs> it's, it's, it just, it's, the show is interminable. And I only watched it because I was homesick and mm. I happened to be awake for an hour and went, oh, I better watch this for uh, next episode of Box Cutters. Mm. And, uh, and the, the, the only reason I sat through it was because I couldn't actually get off the couch because I was too sick. Mm. Terrible. It, it's no good. So for, uh, Listeners who want to check it out, when's it on? Oh, oh. 7.30 Tuesday night. On Channel 9. Okay, question three. Which yeah, canal... Are all these going to be about war? No. i got loads of... i got one on tennis, one on the Suez Canal. Loads. Okay, question three. Which canal links the Mediterranean with the Red Sea? This week's quiz question is about Monster House. Oh, Rebel Wilson. Damn it. <laughs> now, uh, really? Yes. Was <laughs> what what, uh, what f- big feature film was she recently in? Oh, it's, it's, that's, I was the only one with a question and you ruined it, Ross. <laughs> now you have to come up with a question now. What colour is this week's prize winner's bag? That's not a quiz. That's just <laughs> guessing. <laughs> And I think you're thinking the wrong colour. It's not purple. Oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> but well, it, it's, it's a special uh, crumpler giveaway. It's a ladies' bag or maybe a man bag. It's uh, not the usual bicycle courier bag that uh, we've been doing recently. But, no, it uh, is a, a small clutch bag. Yes. A, a small clutch bag uh, that you can win if... I can't think of another question. Name the creator of Lipstick Jungle. Oh, uh, nice, nice, uh, nice. No going back and listening to this episode no, again. You can go back. No and listen. looking on the internet. You can look no on the internet. No using your brain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You type oh. something randomly <laughs> into the keyboard, and if it comes out correctly, you win the prize. Send us your quiz answer to hooray at boxcutters.net. Who is the creator of Lipstick Jungle? Have we done the warning that it's a, that it's a, a, this very effeminate handbag? No. Well, it's not that. If, it's not like it's got daisies painted on it or anything. Daisy, daisies are the most effeminate <laughs> things in the world. Uh, it, it is a send handbag, us right? tampons painted on it. <laughs> send us. You might not want it. You might not want this one. You might want to skip this. Oh, you week. might want it though. People lo- just like winning stuff. You could give it to That's someone. That's a great as bag. A, it's a great. You could give it to someone as a present and say, "I won this for on box cutters for you." Yeah, and then, you're spot on. And then you're into it, you could put a CD with an episode of Box Cutters, and, you say, and, and they can say, listen to this show. It's excellent. That's true. Yes. That's true. Hey, I've just had a thought for what we should do for our prize winners. Send us the answer <laughs> to hooray at boxcutters.net. Your answer needs to arrive by 4 p.m. next Tuesday, the 25th of February. That's an email address. Hooray at boxcutters.net. Don't, to, don't be writing that on an envelope. Needs to uh, appear before next 4pm 4 4 next Tuesday the 26th. Tuesday? Tuesday the 26th of February. Because Monday the 25th of February is Oscar night. Ah. Oh, right. Well, lucky someone's on it. Yes. So Spot next on. Tuesday, the 26th of February, 4pm, <laughs> hooray at boxcutters.net, who is the creator of Lipstick Jungle? Hey, um, 
when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters, pod, cast, done. Pork is on the table. Good News Week started last week while we were recording this Re- show. Oh, restarted. Restarted on Given Channel 10. Paul McDermott uh, wasn't gainfully employed on any other network. Did they, did they have a, a confetti cannon? Yes. Yes. Right from the outset. They didn't even wait for the end. They, they've just given up trying to wait. It's <laughs> <laughs> just been at the start. Bang. That's all we got. <laughs> I, got through, uh, I got through about three minutes of Good News Week when I realised that it was Good News Week. <laughs> and, and went, oh, right. Yes, yes. That's right. It's Good News Week. Done. I, I was actually doing, oh, well, I was doing something at the time, so I couldn't watch it, unfortunately. It has changed a bit. What, what were you doing? I was in a studio somewhere recording oh, really? something. Yeah. It has changed a bit because they've kind of basically bolted on this segment so they can have international guests in there, which is like just completely embarrassing freaking mess of a thing that they had they had uh, dean from supernatural in it uh for the opening episode and apparently in tonight's episode they've got uh thingo from bold and so beautiful this, this week stephanie powers forrester I, I don't know i think that's her um, simplest junior who was just kind of sitting there struck about what the fuck was going on. <laughs> Language warning. The, uh, the, and still, not a very good show. Uh, uh, we were talking about Wayne Carey, and you were suggesting a couple of weeks ago that perhaps he was going to sign a rather lucrative deal with Channel 9. Well, just before we went to air, uh, he appeared unwittingly on Channel 9's news, they'd, uh, they'd tracked him down to Koh Samui. Yes, in Thailand. In Thailand and got some footage of him, which I'm pretty sure he's not getting paid for, judging no. by the quality of the footage and the way it was filmed. But that doesn't mean he'll, he won't do a tell-all interview for a couple hundred grand. In, 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 well, his, in his defence, <laughs> in, that, in that footage, he wasn't beating up a woman once. <laughs> <laughs> not once. I... I it's it's not the sort of thing you do. It's the sort of thing you do when your multi-million dollar interview has fallen through. It doesn't go the other way around. Generally, I would suggest. Would would you agree? If you're trying to get somebody in for a tell-all interview, you don't surreptitiously film them yeah. while they're on holiday, put it to air, and then say, "Oh, by the way, we'd we'd love you to come." Yeah, in. it's probably I, not going to help you, guys. Yes, yeah. I have done that, oh. and uh, <laughs> and then the interview didn't go through. I can imagine. Uh, have you, you guys have been keeping up with Lost? Yes. Brett, as as uh, Channel 7 have been uh, kind of fast, fast-tracking it rather than medium, fast-tracking it. <laughs> <laughs> episode 2 and Episode 3 both had, in the credits, special guest star Zoe Bell. Yes. Now, for those who don't know, so- Zoe Bell was the stunt woman who did a lot of the stunts for Xenia Warrior Princess and for Emma Thurman in Kill Bill. And she is And she is the star of half of the awful Tarantino movie, Death Proof. No, it's awful. It is awful. I I especially haven't discussed it with you, Ross. It is awful. I especially haven't discussed it. Anyway, yes, she is the star of of half of that, doing a, a fantastic stunt. Where is she in Lost? I have no idea. She is the voice on the phone. As in, they call the freighter? Yes. She's the voice on the other end. Saying what's his face wasn't there. Yeah. I couldn't talk to him. She, he's what? not here. You can't talk to me. 
hung up. What is that about? How does that get prime billing on Lost? Well, I reckon I reckon that we're obviously going to see more of her as the story progresses. Oh, God, I hope not. She was awful in Death Proof. She can't <laughs> really? act her way out yeah, of the paper really, bag. She really can't. She's a fantastic stunt woman. A really amazing stunt woman. Cannot act to save her life. Is she some sort of UK hottie or something? No, no, she's New Zealand. New Zealand. Is she? Okay. Mm, yeah. Uh, did you see the end of Asian Amazing Race? No, not yet. You haven't seen it? No. All right. I won't say anymore. Let's save that for next week. Oh. Uh, I'm actually going home to watch that now. Ah, it's very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, and I, I also have to say, Alan Wu's gesticulating is getting bigger and bigger <laughs> as the series goes on. It's, it's hilarious. There was one time uh, in, in the second last episode of, uh, of Amazing Race Asia where I could have sworn he was doing a walk from John Cleese's Ministry of Silly Walk <laughs> sketch from Monty Python. I just liked his, uh, you know... Uh, which is the one you can choose between two? A uh, roadblock. Road, uh, a roadblock is uh, a, detour. a detour. Detour is a choice between two tasks. A detour is a choice between two tasks, each with its own pros and cons. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he does love trying to add too much drama to a situation <laughs> that does. already has drama. I'm, I'm just imagining the director there going, yeah, that was good. Bigger, bigger. <laughs> <laughs> now, 10 o'clock on Wednesday, uh, stunning figures, 1.3 million people watching TV at 10 a.m. on a Wednesday for uh, the apology to the stolen generations. Uh, massive viewer figures. Yes. Not for any one particular uh, network because they were almost all carrying it. Yes, that is uh, that, that is huge. At uh, at my work, nothing changed. No one commented on it. No really? one no one watched it online. No one did did a thing. Where do you work? Blockbuster or something? I work at a terrible place. Um, <laughs> has anybody watched? Out of the question. Yes, I've I've, I've, I've seen, watched every episode. I've seen as much of it as I could as I could bear to sit through. Brett Cropley, you've watched every episode. Mm-hmm. Has it gotten any better? After the first one, after yes. the first one, yes. Have they actually? I, in fact, I watched have the they second actually worked one out first. That, have they worked out that at the start of the episode they should explain what the hell the show is about rather than just jumping into asking stupid questions? I to think people that was always something that they were hoping to attempt in the very first episode, and since then it's kind of just assumed that people know what's going on. I, I, Even though Glenn Robbins forgot to do it in the very first episode. Right. It seems. It seemed to me, and I only saw the first episode, uh, it seemed to me like the show was put together an hour before they, they basically got the, the three closest, quote, celebrities, end quote, at hand who could get to the studio in the next 15 minutes... And, okay, sit down, we're going to do a show, I'll ask you questions, uh, you come up with uh, funny answers, I'll pretend to score, and in, maybe, in, we can, uh, maybe we can make that last an hour. Score. In fairness, Fifi Box could have been hanging around the studio hoping that they were filming and something. That's true. That and it's only on. a half-hour program. Right. Um, well, then I watched a lot more of it than I thought, percentage-wise. <laughs> Glenn, uh, I know, was actually hoping to uh, get it started and actually let it uh, kind of evolve into what it will become, much like the panel uh, did. In fact, he didn't want to uh, have any big promotion for it at all coming up to uh, the start of the series, um, which was an explanation for the very low-key kind of him just talking over the that title stuff. Just sounds like, that just sounds like he didn't want to plan it. 
I'm hoping it's going to evolve into something else. It's a different way of looking at creating TV. I mean, he was he was very involved in the panel, obviously, in the panel that worked for the panel. The the panel was a very tightly planned show. Mm. This mm. just seemed like a complete mess. You got to have three episodes. You can't, <laughs> you, can't, you can't write it off after watching three minutes of it. The three episode mess. I thought I thought it was a three minute. I thought it was three minutes. Yeah, we. Oh, you've got to watch three minutes. Go watch show. three minutes of a show. Doesn't grab in. You know, that's we, what, need, we need to be here for what, the listeners and for the viewers. That's what most to be able to actually that. take take that much pain. Are you telling me that the first that. episode was good, Brett? I'm saying that what well, I watched the second episode first, and so I didn't I didn't open up with the most shambolic uh, version. But, but you of you it. agreed that the first episode was, yeah, it was, was completely shambolic, over the place. and, and embarrassing. They still- and if if anyone from overseas was watching that. I am embarrassed for the nation. Really? No, I'm not. It was you, you don't, horrible. You don't think something should have a few episodes to find its feet? I think uh, I, I think there there are certain teething problems that are acceptable and and allowed. And uh, we saw it with with the glass house. We saw it with with lots of things where they do find their feet and uh, and get into a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you think there needs to be more planning? There needs beforehand. to be a lot more planning before before it goes to air. Definitely. How do you know it wasn't completely planned and and that was yeah. just kind of put across? You as, watched it. as part of the uh, the beauty of it. Oh, it's it's a very warm, very kind of intimate type of uh, affair. No, it's boring. <laughs> that's that's what I got out of that first episode. Not that it was warm. Not that your, it was intimate. Your that it favorite, was boring. Your favorite TV show of all time. Your favorite uh, quiz show of all time. Jeopardy. It's pretty much the antithesis of Jeopardy. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so I mean, you're not going to like it. Uh, n- no, no, I'm not. I'm mm. not because Jeopardy is is perfectly timed and perfectly planned, mm. and this is just a mess. Well, why can't we have a bit of variation in the way the game shows are done? Why do they all have to be? This isn't a game show. This isn't a game oh, show. Come it's, on, it's better than looking at a bunch of people and... holding a briefcase and saying seven. No, exactly. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, that's fifty dollars. That's <laughs> eight. I think I've got two thousand. That's not a a game show either. That's giving idiots money. (laughs) Hey, uh, are you still watching In Treatment? Yes. Yes, Mm. I am. I'm going to do a review of it Uh, next week. We'll be almost halfway through uh, the nine weeks of In Treatment. So uh, I'll Mm. give it a review. Are are you still enjoying it? Yes. Mm. Yes, I am. Mm. You you clearly are not. I I made it through uh, about three episodes into week two. Right. And I have to admit I'm finding it a bit of a grind. Right. Mm. I, I really, really enjoy it. Mm, I'm not. I'm not kind of leaping to my TV to watch it. I've, I've, I mean, obviously, there's been a lot to watch this week with you know three episodes of Lipstick Jungle and <laughs> <laughs> three I've, episodes of Catch Me Mafia. I've also, but <laughs> I've also always, uh, and this is probably a caveat for next week. I've, I've always been interested in the psychotherapy process. Mm. Uh, done a lot of reading about it and mm. uh, and and know a lot about it. So, after a week, I thought it was very interesting. And, and I was really enjoying it. And you're but finding halfway through the second week. I'm just finding it a bit of a grind. Like, right. I, I, there's, there was no... I mean, we should probably talk about this next week, but there was no particular point where I suddenly thought, oh, I'm, I don't want to watch this. I just... You know how when you go back to a show, 
you, you have that little feeling, you know, you're putting something in a DVD player and you think, oh, I'm looking forward to this, or, oh, or, oh my fucking God, with Lost. Yep. Uh, but with this, I was kind of, you know, I thought, oh, God, do I, do I really have to watch this? Oh, that's interesting. Well, hmm. uh, if people want to uh, want to catch up, be like a First Tuesday book, book club, uh, I will be talking about In Treatment next week. Mm. Speaking of uh, asking yourself if you really want to watch it, Georgie Parker's uh, back on sets for a new uh, Channel 9 drama called Strike Team, in which she's playing the premiere of uh, New South Wales. Oh, that's ridiculous. She's a woman. Uh, set five years <laughs> in the future, ah. it's, uh, <laughs> it's a drama that uh, deals with water scarcity and climate change. Oh, Riveting. Mm. Yes, I can't wait. And that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 120. (laughs) There's there's always more pork. Uh, Check out Mark Day uh, writing for The Australian in the media section from uh, last February 14 uh, for a a bit of a very interesting opinion piece on uh, how Justice uh, Judge Betty King uh, has handled the underbelly case. Mm. That brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 120. I want to say thank you very much to Crumpler, our giveaway sponsors. We have uh, a, a different bit of Crumpler for you to win in this week's quiz. If you email us, hooray at boxcutters.net by 4pm next Tuesday, the 26th of February. Appropriately enough that given the two shows we're talking about, we're giving away a handbag. Yeah. And, uh, or a man bag. It's not, it looks like it. Again, again, appropriate enough that we're giving away like a man handbag. bag. I also want to say thanks to 3RRR, whose studios we use for recording this podcast each and every week. You can catch us on the web at boxcutters.net. Email us at hooray at boxcutters.net. If you like this show, please go onto the iTunes Music Store and write a little review about Boxcutters and why you like it. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there.